So um, studies, I believe studies have shown that the, um, the best temperature <laughs> for, uh, for falling asleep is like uh, 66 degrees or something like that. So I'm really glad that it's colder than that right now. <laughs> The, uh, the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, her Daniel read it so well just now, probably brought back memories of a wedding you attended or maybe even your own. It is to wedding coordinators what Psalm 23 is to funeral directors. So often used at weddings, one is surprised not to hear it read at a wedding such that you could be on your way to the reception and say, Honey, they didn't read 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> they missed it. I know. I didn't hear it. I give them five years tops. <laughs> Theologian Stanley Harawas once preached a wedding sermon from this passage to two of his students, and he began his homily with this opening line, Christians are required to love one another, even if they're married. <laughs> he, um, Harawa suspects uh, sentimentality is to blame for our gravitating towards this passage for such special occasions which is to say he believes that we think that love is this universal feeling. And we don't really need Jesus or the church uh, to show us the details of that, the uniqueness of it. And so he reminds us in, the, in this homily to his students what Karl Barth said once about 1 Corinthians 13, which is if you really want to understand the depth of it, take the word love and replace Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Jesus does not insist in his own way. So try this together in your Bible study or with the Bible on your bedside table and wait for new revelations to come. Jesus is patient. Jesus is long-suffering. Jesus endures misfortunes. Jesus perseveres. I believe Jesus' longest-running challenge in this regard is to be found in his friendships with his own followers. The gospel according to Mark is rife with instances of the disciples missing the mark. And the disciples' haplessness, in fact, is one of the uh, signature motifs of the gospel of Mark. One of his favorite subjects. One could rightly read portions of Mark to the tune of the Three Stooges theme song. For instance, Jesus feeds the masses twice in Mark. Always forget this. There's two feedings in Mark. One of the 5,000 and then one of the 4,000. Well, the first time he feeds the 5,000 and the disciples say, wait a minute, wait a minute, we don't have enough. Let them go to the villages for takeout. And Jesus says, well, why don't you give them something to eat? And then he has them distribute the five loaves and the two fish, and the thousands eat their fill. And not even two chapters later, 
They get in the same bind in the middle of nowhere, and Jesus says, well, we're so far out now that takeout's not even an option. And unbelievably, the disciples say, how can one feed these people with bread here in the desert? They just saw him do this with an extra thousand people. But just when we think we don't have enough, love is patient. Jesus is patient. Long-suffering. Jesus endures misfortunes and misunderstandings. And Jesus perseveres and thousands, including us, eat their fill. I, I met a pastor, pastor recently uh, who served his church in North Buncombe County. I shared this story in smaller circles here the past several months. Served his church in North Buncombe County uh, for 50 years, over 50 years. I think actually closer to 60. Same church. And, and uh, he was holding court with some other ministers and I asked him, now, uh, Reverend, certainly you went through some really difficult times, you and your congregation. Over all these years, when you got to, to these places of crises, what did you do? How did you get through? How did you keep going? And he said, really without hesitating I prayed and I waited on the Lord <laughs> that is not what I wanted to hear <laughs> but Jesus is kind Jesus is tender hearted Jesus is easy around the edges Jesus is kind even to the one who denied him three times the risen Jesus comes to Peter by the fire which actually sounds really nice right now. <laughs> He's been trying to eat his breakfast on the smoky side of the circle. I made that part up, but I just have to imagine that the smoke was hitting Peter. And then the wind shifts, and he sees Jesus looking at him. And he averts his gaze, looks back down. Simon, son of John? Uh-oh. You know, he said his whole name. It's the first and his last. That's the old version of saying your whole name, your mom. When my mom used to call me, say, Mac. I'd come, no problem. Mac Dennis? And now we've got a problem. Austin McIver Dennis? I'm calling to see what the price is for a one-way flight to Chicago. That's what Jesus, Simon, son of John. How, how hard is Jesus going to come crashing down on the coward? Embarrass him in front of the others. Circle him before moving in for the kill. But no, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Do you love me? Do you love me? Love is kind. Jesus is kind. Jesus is tender-hearted. Jesus does not insist on his own way. What is love? Who is love? Love says, I'm deeply grieved, even unto death. He says it in the garden. It means I'm so sad I could die. It's about as close as Jesus comes to a country song title. I'm so sad I could just die. 
Who is love? Love is the one who prays in the dark. My Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Love does not insist on his own way. So before we have this red at our weddings, there's something very important we should all recognize about Paul's eloquent description of love here, and that is this. Paul is first describing the love of God. Before it is anything else, 1 Corinthians 13 is a series of revelations of divine love. Paul's is part of a consistent witness of God's love. 1 John 4 says later, And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. This means that God sent Jesus to take on every wretched thing human beings could think and absorb it into himself and let it die in him. That's the whole thing. And so God overcame the sin of the world and raised Jesus from the dead in triumphant victory over sin and death because Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now since God loves us this much, we also ought to love one another. This love begins with God, and we see it revealed perfectly in Jesus. I take my sermon title from Julian of Norwich's book, Revelations of Divine Love, where she writes, We need to fall, and we need to be aware of it. For if we did not fall, we should not know how weak and wretched we are of ourselves, nor should we know our Maker's marvelous love so fully. I think about this so often today, seeing our nation buckling under the weight of racism and greed, ignorance and want, disease and death, and I would say that would be the logical possession of how we got to where we are. In that order, and daily we experience the consequences of our fallenness. It's coming down hard on us now. We might find loving our neighbors or loving our strangers, loving our families, and loving ourselves to be more of a challenge than ever. I bet each one of us falls right in one of those places. Neighbors, strangers, family, or ourselves. We see now in a mirror dimly from persistent family arguments to friendships weakened or extinguished even by disagreements to increased incidents of unruly passengers on flights to experiences of road rage to, to and from school and work. That's anecdotally, that's where I'm seeing some of it. Uh, I, I don't want to tell you how, how many um, gentle signals I have received. <laughs> Just trying to get on and off 240. Um, we, can, we can all sense like we're running out of bandwidth to navigate all this. And our own congregation remains engaged in a resilient struggle to endure after years of once in a generation, once in a lifetime, Challenges, in addition to many months of stops and starts. 
we may glean a new understanding of what Paul means when he says, but as far as prophecies, they'll come to an end. And tongues, they'll come to an end. And even knowledge, knowledge will come to an end. I think that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like we've come to some kind of an end. St. Paul and Julian would both say we have come to our end, I believe. Our fallenness has just been laid bare for all to see. But now is a time for new revelations. Now we get to see in our fallenness just how much God loves us. I believe God has given each one of us a role to play in this revelatory drama. What is our part? Our part more than anything else is to love one another. As Christ loved us, by loving with the, the love that Paul describes, God has already given us the power to love one another. Even if you think you don't have it, that's fine. God gives it to you just by loving you and me. The gift means we have it, and now that means we can share it. And it never runs out. It overflows. We were made to share it and enjoy it. And so whatever concerns we bring today, to whatever hope for warmth we hold on this chilly start, I invite you to recall a gathering or a place where you can always trust for some love to show up, for some revelation to happen. Maybe it's a gathering of friends. Maybe it's a room in your house where you can always count on seeing something or being healed by an experience there. For me, it's often going and spending time on the coast, right on the coastline, right on the sand, on the water. Even when it's cold, I can go out there at daybreak and expect to see a revelation. And that's what I want to invite each one of you and each one of you participating with us from home or wherever you may be to recognize about our congregation, about our church, about our loving fellowship. That it may not happen every time, but this is a place and a people that we can always count on for God to show up with love. Now our faith it comes and goes. I sure know mine does. And our hope wavers. Some days it's stronger than others. Some days we don't know if it's there at all. But love, love never ends. Thanks be to God.